Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast review of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and joining alongside me swimming through the seven seas are my fellow ocean masters. It's Anthony. Hello. Uh, I was trying to do a, I literally was trying to do a fish voice. I was like, blah, 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 and then what is a fish blah, blah, voice? Blah, blah, like, you know, like, like a voice underwater and you, go, blah, 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 blah. you were trying to do the, like the voice from the guy from in Wonka. He's like, can he talk underwater? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, like that, that dude, that dude but yeah. like with a bullet to my head, but no, <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm I'm glad to talk about this is our last our last uh press screening, press screening. our last review of the year and it's the last DCE. Well, we got one more. We got one, one more. more. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're not we're not free we're yet. We're not done yet, man. We're the chains are still shackled. Yet. Uh we're still we're still here. But Shabazz, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing good. I was uh, initially gonna do a sebastian impression and then yeah. i quickly realized how that might be problematic and i immediately yes. stopped myself from even attempting well it. I'm, I'm you know i think the movie that's podcast growth. is all about growth right <laughs> that's growth we're growing <laughs> we're growing 2019 100 we would open oh, the show buddy i would i would have been done the whole episode as that I almost did there. You heard a little. A little, little like behind the scenes. Uh, Daniel is showing me behind the mics. Daniel is showing me some footage, and and it might be up on YouTube of you. Oh no, I'm scared of what? Uh, No, of you guys doing your reviews back in the day. (laughs) And there was one where Shay looked like he belonged uh, as a barista in a Starbucks at one point because he had like the the (laughs) and he had like dude. I looked like a British, like like just like like some dude from like from london you know like i was like yeah a bruv in it like what you talking about there daniel like I'm, i look like glad, i was like i'm that. glad we're not above we're above doing jamaican accents but we're not above doing british accents clearly no. here on the movie podcast no. i mean because we you know why daniel you know why they'll always be we've funny. been they'll we've been to be london funny. we've been to london yeah. we're london boys yes yeah, so we could we could we could use if the accent we have, if we had gone to jamaica i would be allowed to do with jamaican accent no that's i don't, how I don't think that's how it works man all right <laughs> maybe you I, I, if i start Is doing it, it i'm gonna look like you know what's his name yes Oh no! Oh no! That's oh, that's so unfortunate. We're off to a great start here. This is the movie podcast review of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the final entry in a decade of DCEU films. Um, it's funny, Anthony, that you mentioned that video, that footage I was showing you, because the first Aquaman, which came out 
almost five years ago to the day was, you know, from the first year of Shabazz and I, you know, professionally or really starting to thinking we're professionals doing reviews on YouTube, which, you know, grew into the movie podcast and to the show that we do today. But it's just funny going back and thinking back, wow, that was five years ago. We've kind of honed our skills, hopefully. And, you know, here we are talking about a sequel. I don't think we ever thought five years ago what we were thinking about doing reviews, you know, professionally or as our career or things like that. It's just funny to think that that was five years ago. Like, does, does, doesn't that feel weird, Jay? Yeah. I, you know, when you say five years, I, I, I feel like it was just yesterday for us. Yeah. Like and, maybe a year uh, or two most. Maybe but I know a year COVID or two at most. You know, Co- manipulates that a lot. Right? Yeah. And I'm just, I'm proud of the growth, man. I'm proud of all the things that we've done. I remember those days so vividly and and, you know, we, when Anthony joined us, I was like, oh, now it goes downhill. And, <laughs> and actually, we're not going to make it a month. So and, like, <laughs> we did. It went uphill, but once you go up, you got to go back down. You know, we made the hill. We made the hill. Which is, uh, we made the hill. No, I'm, I'm, I'm No, glad. but I'm so happy to be here. And, 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 you know, and, and that's amazing. I also didn't think that it would take five years to get a sequel to this film, but we're going to talk all about it because this is the movie podcast. You could catch brand new episodes in the new year. We have a couple left this year, but we have a huge library of episodes on YouTube and on all podcast feeds that you can spend the time with over the holidays. There are some incredible episodes this week alone. We're keeping you busy. We're keeping you fed with a lot of interviews, a lot of reviews, and some great, great stuff. We just dropped our interviews with Zack Snyder and the cast of Rebel Moon. So go check that out. We have a review and spoiler discussion coming out later this week. That will be the final episode of the movie podcast of the year pending, you know, Spider-Man being kicked out of the MCU again, or it's always the litmus Henry Cavill back as Superman for some reason, you know, like for some reason, you know, it's just just funny, but yeah, we have a lot of great interviews out. Go check that out. Uh, We're so proud of them. We're so proud of all of the incredible episodes and opportunities that we got this year. Um, You listening to this episode right now, you made that all possible for us. So thank you so much for your support um, and allowing us to grow with you over the year and hopefully next year will be even bigger and better but let's get to aquaman and the lost kingdom i keep wanting to say last kingdom because when you say aquaman and then last it feels more like easier to say with like the a's in the in the words but whatever aquaman and the lost kingdom releases in theaters this friday or today, if you're listening to this review, um, we are coming out very close to embargo for this one. For our reviews, going to be out for embargo. First screenings of the film will be starting today, so you may have tickets already to go see it. And if you do, please, you know, follow us on cho- socials. Let us know if you're watching it. Join our Discord. We're going to be having an Aquaman room open up. You know probably right now so you could go in you could talk about the movie with us full spoilers in those uh in that discord and of course if you want to see all of our lovely faces go check us out on youtube because we have some great episodes and you know faces there of course and uh check out our show notes for all of those links and more like i said this film releases in theaters on december 22nd thank you to warner brothers pictures canada for inviting us to watch it it stars jason momoa patrick wilson amber heard yaya abdul mateen the second dolph lundgren randall park and nicole kidman all who are returning from the 2018 film of course this is also directed by james wan Shabazz, I would love for you to start us off. Give us your first reactions to 
Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, but also let us know what you thought of the first film and what you were kind of expecting going into this one. You know, when we watched the first film um, 400 years ago at this point, I think, uh, I remember us really, really liking it. I think we, we had a fun time with it. I remember Daniel, you and I saw it twice. We saw it once just, I don't know if it was an IMAX or just regular. It was an IMAX. It was an IMAX. It was an IMAX the first time. And then the second time, I'll let you uh, explain time. that. Yeah, the second time we wanted to try the Screen X experience. I mean, that, that that's a conversation for another day. But I just remember us going like, "Wow, that's that's a fun time." And hey, we we had a, we we enjoyed the film. I bought the movie and never rewatched it again. So I think that kind of speaks to really its longevity and its mind share that it kind of kept. But I just remember still being like, "Good movie, fun. A sequel should be another great time." The length that we that it took to get to Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom, you kind of start to feel like, is this going to be worth the wait? And I think the problem that I have with Aquaman: and The Lost Kingdom is, it feels like time wasted. Not only time wasted to get to this point, but throughout the whole film, you can kind of tell they don't really care about what they're kind of making here. It just really felt like this is the end. You know, say your goodbyes and 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 we'll kind of go on and, and move move from this story. There there isn't much to say about this film other than it's the end of the DCEU and hopefully greener pastures are around the corner. We're we're hopefully gonna see the sun start to come up and DC will finally start to kind of get its uh, legs going again because we have James Gunn and Peter Safran trying to hone in a new DCU. Uh, out there, but as this film kind of goes, DCU this time, DCU, yeah, sorry, time. That, that's what yeah. I meant to say. Yeah, <laughs> this time, really, you just kind of have a movie that again, it, it, it's not very cohesive. The effects are just really overblown, and I think because we watched it in 3D as well, it really upset me. And I think that's the part that kind of bummed me out where I'm like, I don't want to watch this movie in 3D, not only for the fact that I wear glasses, but 3D is just a done fad. And you have a movie that doesn't look very good because of the CG and the 3D really just amplifies a lot of that. I, I don't know what the story was about. It You don't really hear about the last kingdom until the last 45 minutes of this. Oh, sorry. Lost kingdom. I think you said last kingdom in before too, Daniel. <laughs> I know, but it, it just, because lost it kingdom, like, it, it, and I mean, it could just be me being silly the way I speak, but like the way it, it just phonetically, it, feels it sounds like, like it, though. it, it no. feels like it's like last kingdom, lost last kingdom. kingdom. And maybe it's, it's, the, it's the last one. And, and yeah. the, the Lost Kingdom, you don't really hear about it until the last 45 minutes of this movie. And even then, it just kind of feels like you were writing this movie as it kind of went along. This film, if anything, feels the most like a product of COVID or a writer's strike, when really the only thing that it kind of went through was COVID. And a lot of movies came out of COVID hitting home runs. You look at Oppenheimer, you look at the Batman, so on and so forth. A lot of movies were able to be successes out of COVID, but this film feels the most like it just had no writers or it struggled with the writing department. Jason Momoa, he's, you know, he's always great. I, I didn't really like him that much in this movie either because a lot of his dialogue is just references and quips and he's always referencing something or just kind of making a joke when it didn't feel like his character had any growth he's he's a dad now then you have amber heard who you know the controversies aside she's in this movie a lot more than i expected doesn't mean that she's in it a lot but also she's awkwardly in this movie where it really feels like there's two storylines happening of arthur curry kind of being like oh i'm a single dad but then you have you know amber heard's character who's kind of just still doing her thing and being queen or whatever but missing, so though, right but like, missing. Like, like she's not in the like, scene like even though you know she gets sidelined for a little bit in this film again we're not going to get into spoilers but it's like even before she gets sidelined for a little bit for story reasons it's like you 
where are you? Like, what what are you up to? Yeah, same and, with and, Nicole Kidman, right? Same with Nicole Kidman. Um, you know, to to kind of summarize, essentially, what I'm trying to say is that Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is not a bad movie. It's just a movie that doesn't care about what it is and i think that's even worse because at least with a bad film you can have fun with it there's things that you can say hey it should have done this better it should have done this better but this movie just doesn't really care about what it is and because of that it commits some of the biggest sins for cinema i think personally where you just can't enjoy it and you just kind of sit in the theater like well if they don't care why should i care Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The biggest thing for me while watching this film was, you know, again, going into it, knowing that this is the final entry in the DCEU, knowing that we've had 10 years of stories. Yes, this universe has felt directionless at a lot of points, right? When, you know, when Snyder was here doing his thing, you at least kind of saw like, okay, you know what? He is steering the ship down the path that he has a vision for whether the general audience or us or whoever liked what he was doing or not at least it felt a little bit more cohesive and i think once we really started to go in different directions with this universe we started to lose that interconnective feeling we started to lose the cohesiveness of what this shared universe is and what the first aquaman film did so well it felt almost like a breath of fresh air for the series because you have jason momoa who was a controversial casting when it happened controversial in the sense of like oh aquaman's always like this lame superhero in the comics or in cartoons and now he's like this cool buff dude and he's like you're like oh i want to grab a beer with this guy and what the first film did so well is gave us a a new world with atlantis and underwater and it looked cool and it, it it was trying to do something very different and it succeeded in that and clearly at the box office made a lot of money at the box office it made a lot of money but now we're at the end of this and this almost feels like another director was stepping in to rush out a sequel for home release or like uh it reminds you a lot when uh, we look back to pacific rim and then pacific rim uprising where you just feel like yeah this is the same characters and world but it feels so different and not right anthony give us your thoughts well you know it's shocking to think that the first aquaman came out five years ago and it made over a billion dollars i never went to go watch it in theaters but it's it it's a movie that a lot of people really really liked and five years later and it wasn't it like a month after it was like oh there's a sequel we're gonna do a sequel of course because you know you made a billion dollars but the capitalization on let's get this movie out for the next you know two years they never they never did and, and i feel like after a five-year wait we get this story of of aquaman and the lost kingdom and this kind of eco thriller that's also built into it because there's a lot of environmental stuff that is being told but you also feel like it's being forced in a way 
the story just doesn't translate really well on screen and it's it's crazy because these are the same same writer or same director same writer as the first one so you think okay well they probably learn like they they're just gonna establish even a better movie in the sequel but after five years this is the story we get it feels for me very 90s superhero um aesthetic like it has like this joel schumacher vibe of colorfulness and and art direction and it and the just cheesy campy superhero world and i just didn't expect that from the the this aquaman that we we kind of we we all love jason momoa as the character we do yeah he's great he's always the shining high point of the, the of all his performances yeah, it's right? almost like they 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 studied you know, okay, Thor Ragnarok that that had a great team up with, you know, Loki and Thor. So maybe we'll we'll put that in because we'll inc- incorporate the brother. And then there's a lot of other things that you will see that you'll you'll kind of like point at the screen and say, yeah, that's from that other movie, that other comic book movie that they've tried to put in this one film, and it just doesn't translate well. Like it just becomes very. A boring. B, it's hard to follow. C, you just don't care about what's actually happening to these characters because it feels like the people who wrote the story and the people who directed this story don't care as well. So you're you're in this movie and watching it and, and feeling this, and you know there's something off about it. Like even the the line deliveries for for Jason Momoa and 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 his cast just this feels very disingenuous in a sense like it just doesn't almost like there's different takes stitched exactly. together yeah like right like, 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 like a machine but it is it disingenuous because you you know that that's not what jason momoa with jason momoa's aquaman would say at that point he's almost becoming too comedic and you you just want you know that first version of the the movie to kind of be in this sequel but yeah, yeah like it is what it is like it's not a bad film but it's also a film that's have like heavy effects driven so it becomes more of like this stimulant of of action that your eyes will just look at and i feel like they did it in such a way that you just kind of will forget the story who cares about the story what about those action sequences which are big and grand but sometimes they just become repetitive and you start to get bored and maybe that's the superhero fatigue that's been going around for the past year. But I also feel like that and COVID, I, but, you know, but I also feel like that yeah. it's there's now is a time for superhero films to really, really dive into storytelling and you just can't get away with basic storytelling. You really need to have a great story behind your characters. And that's what Aquaman needed. Like the sequel really needed a good story to, have this character on the screen because you can blow up as many seahorses as you want. That's not going to get me to, you know, give you money anymore. Like there has to be something (laughs) worth it. And that's where I'm at with this film. There was nothing worth watching. And as someone who, like if I were to, to say, yeah, you should spend your money to watch this movie. You should not, because it is not a movie that you're going to gain excitement out of. You know, Anthony, you you 100% touched on a lot of the things that even I was thinking. I think one of the things that we don't often talk about in our reviews is when we see 
bad acting. And I, and I think that's because like, you know, everyone's really trying out there. And I, I hate saying somebody like, oh, they did a really bad performance in this movie, but there was a performance in this movie that really irked me. And it was by the, the character uh, Stingray played by Jenny Zhao. I, I don't know what was happening with her performance, but she, every line that she did, she would yell it in a way where it felt like I was like a cartoon, like a caricature in a cartoon that you're just like, come on, like, like put some emphasis in it. And then you even have someone like Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who is just kind of like phoning it in as well. I just, you don't, you never feel like, again, I, I keep harping on this part, but you just don't feel like anybody cares that they're in this movie. And they're just kind of like, okay, we're probably on the seventh month of reshoots here. Let's just get this movie done with and get it out there. And I, that's so disappointing to say, because Aquaman is, is again the first movie really fun really good time and then you look at something like this where it's like it just never felt like they really tried Daniel you said it best like it feels like a different director it feels almost like when you get that straight to home DVD movie that comes out and you're just like oh we got some someone on the, on the cheap you know they're, they're an up and comer and hopefully they're gonna make a name for themselves but knowing this is James Wan again and I know that there's so many stories about the production of this movie how it didn't go well and i i think it shows in the screen and that's the worst part about it sometimes you you look at couples that are fighting and but when you meet them in person you're like oh they're they're so happy and in love in this movie you're like i can see the drama unfolding even if i didn't know anything about it i want to touch on something that anthony said just a few moments ago with superhero fatigue and i do think superhero fatigue is definitely a factor and definitely a real thing but more so i think we're looking at bad movie fatigue. We're looking at blockbuster, you know, CGI nightmare fatigue. And you look at the year of DC films that we've gotten. And I'm just looking at DC for right now. We had Shazam, which personally for me, I, I don't want to speak for you guys. I still think is the strongest DC film that's released this year. I liked it too. We had Shazam that dropped. And then we had The Flash, which was... The Flash was what The Flash was. And then we had Blue Beetle. And now we have Aquaman. The three films that have preceded Aquaman all did not do well at the box office. We look at the of the Marvel films that we've gotten this year with Ant-Man and then Guardians and then the Marvels. The, the outlier there being Guardians, being a great movie, being critically loved, loved by fans, you see it in, in the box office numbers that it performs. And I think because we've had the MCU and then pre-Endgame, like we're talking like everything happening before Endgame, that felt such the MCU felt so bulletproof at that point. But because we're now in an era that we're getting a million Disney Plus shows and a billion spinoffs of everything, and all these new characters without a real feeling direction or you know even strong story, a bad superhero film or even just an okay superhero film brings everything down. It's it, it literally spoils the batch of everything. So you now have Aquaman coming out into a very rocky uh, box office. You know, the box office, even if, even if you're not a superhero film fan, there's no guarantees. You know, we look at earlier this year with Mission Impossible, which did okay, but it didn't do Fallout numbers. It didn't do Ghost Protocol numbers. It didn't do Dead Reckoning numbers for them. But it was just like, that's what it is. That's the reality of the box office now. Nobody anticipated Oppenheimer to be a billion-dollar film, but it did. I didn't. It's crazy to think that we're in a year that there's no superhero films 
that are crossing a billion dollars. I didn't think that was going to be a, the reality that we were going to be in yet, but here we are. So now we have Aquaman and it's guilty of all of the things that we aren't the f- fans of in these giant blockbuster films. That's again, no discredit to the the artists who work on it but it's an over-reliance on cg it's too much cg it's a story that doesn't make sense not strong characters it feels like it like james wan doubled down on all of the elements that didn't work in the first aquaman film and made a film of that you know and i I made that analogy earlier of like this feels almost like pacific rim uprising compared to pacific rim not that the first aquaman was the most amazing movie ever made but it did a lot of things really well, and it was a strong enough film that the world went out and went to go see it. Shay, you told me when we were driving home, like this feels like they almost made this film with like a lot of what was on the cutting room floor from the first film. And we <laughs> yeah. felt that even in the marketing of this film, yeah. right? Where even the assets and the pictures all look like very similar to the first movie. And it's unfortunate because it just feels like a product of, you know what? We need to just get this movie out. This is the end of the universe. We're not going to go out with a bang, unfortunately, or any type of closure to this world. We're just stopping. It doesn't feel like it's ending. It just feels like it's stopping. And now we have a year and a half wait to see what James Gunn and crew are going to do with Superman Legacy to hopefully kick off another superhero universe. And then we're going to see how that's going to fare. This is also uh, fuel to those critics who you know, look at these superhero films as roller coaster rides and really having no uh, cinematic value or, or or aura to movie making. And honestly, you start to see it like maybe they're not wrong because the storytelling and the, 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 the world building that we are getting since Endgame has not been great. And I think for me, you know, I loved Eternals because it was so different and everyone hated it, but it was actually one of those stories. It's a movie that's very story driven. And then, you know, the action and visual effects come after as well as guardians of the galaxy, uh, volume three, again, another movie that's very story driven and, you know, the action and, and adventure comes after those two movies kind of stand out one being not so liked and then the other one being almost a billion dollar movie this year but you know this this when you watch this you're going to be like wow like maybe those direct martin scorsese is right when he says like yeah they're they're roller coaster rides because i felt like i was on a roller coaster and it was just everywhere and there was no focus and there was no story and you know now's the time to really um it's there's this is the time to really you know, buckle up and say, hey, we need to have a clear vision and a clear story for our characters to kind of continue. Because, you know, if we keep getting stories like Aquaman, it's not going to be a good run for for superhero films. And the next one is going to be Deadpool, which I, I'm i pretty sure is going to be a really good film. It has a really good cast, has a really good director. And, you know, it's going to be very meta. But for everything other than that, storytelling is going to be really really important why should i you know put my butt in that seat I invest and watch that movie on a big screen because you know if you don't care and i don't care yeah and it is it is it's, a roller coaster it, it, ride it, it is a roller coaster it is. it is and and that's what that's what drives me nuts because i'm literally sitting here and i know this sounds so like pompous but shay you got me for 
uh, Christmas last year, the official script book for the Batman. And I just go through this book sometimes and I just read it because reading the script of the Batman is so enjoyable because the story is so strong and the characters are so well written. And I was sitting in the theater today thinking, man, would I ever want to read the screenplay for this movie? Mm-hmm. Would I, <laughs> oh, but, you know what I mean? As silly as that sounds, but you, but there's movies that, that transcend a little bit. Right. Yeah. And you, you think like, man, this is the same studio that gave us the Batman. Why can't, all of their superheroes be treated with that much respect and love. And again, I'm not saying James Wan didn't for this one, but it just feels like a serious, like backstep from what we got in 2018. Yeah. It's, it's such, it's such an interesting thing that you bring up to Daniel, because you, I start to, you know, both your points, Daniel Anthony about this movie, you know, doing what it did. I am curious though, is this going to really ruin things further or are things already in a place where they are with people in superhero films and like, people will it matter? DC especially you know will it will it actually do anything and i say that because this movie's not tracking to make a lot of money so it's not like a lot of people are going to go watch it so are people kind of just like okay like we don't really care so it's not like this movie's going to leave like a bad mark on its on the on this towering legacy it's more like it'll just be swept to the side i think it's going to be I just think it's the this is the movie that people will again point at and say see that's what they are talking about this is this is what it is like this is the you know the the seal to the to the envelope that kind of encapsulates encapsulate encapsulates a bunch of superhero films which is so wrong cuz you you know you look at Batman which you know Batman made a lot of money but a lot of people didn't like that movie the Batman was not a really liked film, yeah. but audiences, audiences mostly, yeah. did not like it. Like you can't bring, but that also is okay because that movie. You're saying the audiences didn't like, like the Batman. A lot of people that I've even talked to. I mean, I know you're going to say all the, like the, the numbers out there, but anytime I talk to anybody about the Batman, that's not in the film circle. That's just a general audience member. They're always like, Oh, I find it kind of boring. Oh, there wasn't that much action in it. Oh, yeah, I didn't but, really, but funny, it didn't attract But it's funny because that film still gets the most engagement out of anything on social media. It is the one of the most watched letterbox films of all time. It's yeah. high on Ron Tomatoes I, audience I, I, score. I think, so. I think we're just talking about general, general audience. audiences that go see movies like this. Do you know and, what I mean? And yeah, I, I, I maybe I, I don't know if I but, agree with that fully, but I not, not to take away from your no, point. But my but argument on, is, you know, there are like the Batman being a very, um, you know, yes, it's in a comic world and it's a comic book movie. It's not as comic as, and it's not as superhero as everything else that we've seen. No. And people didn't like that because they've been trained to think that this is, no, the big action sequences are what superhero films are. And, and my, my hope, this is where I'm trying to get at is no, it's the storytelling and everything else comes from behind. And I feel like we've trained everyone to think that, you know, big action sequences and huge appearances and cameos and like these end of world spectacles are what makes us yeah the shining superhero film as but it says because even though people didn't like even though i love the batman i know a lot of people did there's a lot of people didn't there is a legacy that the batman will now place itself with the christopher nolan series that people will always go back to and and look at and say you know look at that that shot that that sequence where the riddler was always there he was in the background in the house in the, the apartment building watching everything happen like it's such a you know t- 
timeless movie that you can go back and study. You can't study right. Aquaman. You can't study the Marvels. You can't study uh, what was the other the Flash. The Flash. You could study them for reasons the, for yeah, not making reasons of why we're yeah, at where we are yeah. right now, right? But that was what I was trying to get at. I got you. I get you. And yeah, it, it's and it's unfortunate because there are elements. I, w- I want to talk about some elements that I did like from Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I think, you know, as kind of varied his performances in this, I think Jason Momoa continues to be a great choice for Aquaman. I think he did so much to help, you know, people's perception of who this character is. He's been playing Aquaman since 2016 at this point when Batman vs. Superman came out. Um, and now, you know, he's, he's gotten two films. He's been in Justice League. He had a cameo in Peacemaker. You know, there's, you know, he, I think he had a good run as Aquaman, you know, but unfortunately we didn't get to see too much of him really develop because he feels like the exact same character as he was in the last film and how he was in, in Justice League. It's, he just feels like the exact same character, no growth, no nothing. Even though we see him with a kid this time, it's just like he's the same guy, but with a kid. Um, and I really liked his dynamic with uh, Patrick Wilson as uh, Ocean Master or Orm. I think they're great together and they carry a lot of this film. And Anthony, you made that connection of Thor Ragnarok, even Thor The Dark Worlds, where it's like, Thor has to break Loki out because they have to get to this hidden place that no one's ever gone to. It's like, oh yeah, we've seen this before. This is elements of uh, of, of the shake and bake of all these other films that we've gone in this of these universes for the last decade and a half. No, uh, I was I just wanted to say the baby aspect of the story. Um, I think is something that took away from Aquaman himself because Jason Momoa being a father and just being thrown into fatherhood just didn't feel a natural progression from the first movie to the second. It just felt really forced and it became almost like, you know, three men and a baby in a sense that this baby is always around and he's always (laughs) part of this, but he's not representing anything other than he's the heir and that he might have some sort yeah. of sonar capabilities or he'll be taken yeah he'll be used as a film, plot you know he's point or a plot device but also this yeah. baby is you know played by 700 other kids like i was looking at the imdb list this baby has played by one two three four five six seven eight nine different kids and again i don't know you know what was deleted what was retained, what was re-added but the baby that you see in the beginning of this movie and then the baby that you see in the middle of this movie and then the baby that you see at the end feel very different. And it's almost, it's oh, almost to the point where you just, you, you're looking at this movie saying, you know, we can see the continuity errors in this film. Like you can see this baby is a darker skin, a lighter skin. What, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to fool us? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I totally forgot to bring that up to you guys after we finished it. I'm like, hold on a second. This is a different child. It reminded me a lot of in the Fast and Furious films, where it's just like, yeah. oh, this kid feels like so different. I almost, from- I almost gave it a pass because they were like, oh, it's five months in. I'm like, okay, so the baby's five months older. But then that five month old baby kept looking different in certain scenes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hold on. It's a lot of, it's going through puberty so quickly right now. That is so funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, we're doing this review. This is an audio only review of aquaman we're underwater that's why we couldn't do video we're under we're underwater (laughs) um it's it's funny because like as much as we may have not liked this film i think what you hear mostly in our voices is that we just sound more defeated or just more tired if anything because it's hard you know this has been a very difficult year 
for superhero fans. You know, we like superhero films, but this year they've, you know, we've gone beat up a lot with them and that's on the show front. That's on the film front. You know, guardians really delivered this year for us, but you know, here we are at the end of the year, we're ending this year off our final press screening. And it's like, what's this next year going to look like? You know, we know we have no DC films until 2025. We know that Marvel doesn't have anything until the summer with Deadpool three. And then we have Sony releasing a bunch of movies next year with Madam Web and Venom and Craven the Hunter. I don't know if I'm missing any because there's a bunch coming out next year. So it's like there, there's not going to be any shortage of superhero films, but is it only going to be because we know how Sony's, you know, superhero verse or spider verse has been is, are they only going to add to the fuel? And like you said, Anthony and Shay, like, you know, when we look at theme park rides and things like that, I, it's crazy to me, and I keep using the Batman as an example, where it's like you, like Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and like the Batman will be in the same category. Like in Scorsese Scors- vision is like these films are all the same. And it's, it sucks because when there are the really good stories and the really good films, they get grouped into that's that, that, that thing of like, oh, this is just what all superhero films are. And it's not the case. And unfortunately with the Lost Kingdom, you know, there are some fun ideas, but it really just doubles down on things that didn't work. Black Manta, I think is totally wasted. I think his, arc and you know his reliance on whatever black trident from this lost kingdom is really silly that like you have like this you know evil king that's you know talking to him like green goblin um you have randall park that feels like okay like he he was a basically glorified cameo in the last film where he was in uh, like some new sequences and then he was in the after credit scene of that film and he's back and he's like, Oh, I'm doing this and I'm helping the bad guy. And I'm, it just, you, you always wonder what is happening right now. It just feels like things are just happening constantly in this film and there's no clear story or direction of what is actually happening. No. Yeah. It's, it's lack of focus. And that really, this movie really sums up the whole DCEU world is just, you know, to the end of its to the the death of itself it's dying breath dying breath it's, it's still non focused like not even a little glimpse of focusness it's it's uh enlightening it's also the irony behind it but um yeah you're you're right like this is this sums up itself in the past uh whatever how many decades that this French this universe has lasted and here we are at the end our final superhero film that we are reviewing in 2023 there'll be more in 2024 but let's give our final recommendations shabazz i'm going to get you to start us off skip it okay (laughs) no i just just yeah Yeah. just skip it there's there's not much to say i think i just i definitely feel defeated i feel low energy i think it's this movie it drained it all out of me i we were we started off really high in the beginning of this episode because we were having fun and then as soon as you start talking about this movie you could see if this was on video the life just being sucked out of us (laughs) yeah you know shabazz i'm right there with you this is a skip it it's unfortunate that the dc CEU is going out this way. Not that the bar has been very high throughout. There has been some really great hits like the Suicide Squad. There's some big misses and some big disappointments. But when I was sitting in that theater thinking about those moments from Man of Steel with the, you know, young Clark putting his, you know, his hands on his waist, and I just kept thinking potential. And here we are now, 10 years later, and we're just ending, you know, in 
worse than where we started, which is uh, which is unfortunate. Anthony, take us home to Atlantis. Real gem, guys. This is a real gem. <gasps> this is for Zack Snyder wow. and and Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck. This is the <laughs> real gem. Jason Momoa. Ride yeah, or die. No, it's ride or die. For me, it's a it's a skip it. It's a drown it. <laughs> oh no! Well, you can't drown it if it's in the water. They're, That's where they, they want to drown. Bring it to air. Bring it to the air. Bring it to the air. Bring it to the land. <laughs> That's where we are. That is where we are. And that's where we'll leave off. Thank you so much for listening to our review of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Like I said, we will have our Discord channel open with a room dedicated to this film where you could talk to your heart's content. We'd love to talk with you about it. So make sure you join. Check out our show notes for all of those links and more. In those links, you'll also see all of our social media pages, Instagram, TikTok, X, wherever you want to follow us. The movie podcast is there. We may be taking some weeks off for the holidays, for Christmas, for New Year's. But don't worry, there's so many episodes that you could catch up on, whether you're listening on podcast feeds where you could drop us five stars, leave us comments, or on YouTube where you could subscribe and leave us comments. There's always something to listen to and to watch on the movie podcast. We're so happy with the year that we had, and we're going to make 2024 even better. We got one more episode left for you this year with Rebel Moon, so stay tuned for that. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.